Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Day of Praise Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, and just thank you for helping us with getting your plan, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just providing your plan and making it where you, you can explain it to us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Excited to have you with us and excited to continue our series and study on the Lord's house. We are continuing in Exodus chapter 30, discussing the altar of incense. And I just ask that if you're blessed by this or any of our messages that you would like it, that you would subscribe on any of the channels where you can find a day of prayer and that you'd share it with someone else so the word of the Lord can go forth people can be blessed and grow in knowledge and relationship with our Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. So can I get a volunteer to read or reread Exodus 30 verses 1 through 10? I will. All right, Layla. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its width. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both its sides. You shall place them on its two sides, and they will be holders for the poles with which to bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Amen. So, we're going to open up the floor. Because uh, we've had a couple days here, or a couple episodes of lots of teaching and instruction. And I know the Holy Spirit's been speaking to each of you. So I want to give you the opportunity to share what, what the Lord's been ministering to you. And of course, to ask any questions that you have. Alright? Okay. So who'd like to begin? I will. Alright, I promise. Okay, first the Lord's talking to me about verse 9 where it says... You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. And so the Lord showed me that he reminded me of how previously, inside other chapters, 
it said, as it was shown to you on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord showed me that all the things that Moses was doing, which that the Lord explained it to him, showed him this is how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And the Lord also reminded me of the stone tablets and how they're written by God. They're mm-hmm. written by the finger of God. Okay. And so the Lord showed me that's how we should be. That we shouldn't be self-made and go, well, I'm going to try this out inst- instead of going, Lord, what do you say about this? And that goes with the strange, strange instance on it. Going, well, I'm going to try this out. Now that doesn't work. Mm. So. Amen. Amen, exactly. So what you're saying, as I understand, is we have to approach the Lord the way he has he requires that we approach him. Yes. We can't just come our own way or any way we want, right? He is holy. Yes. He is God. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. So we have to follow the, the pattern and what he has instructed us to do, not doing things our own way and saying, Lord, bless it. It's good enough. It's the same. Because clearly it's not, right? Yes. So it's not just for whether it's the Ten Commandments or whether it is for this, the, the pattern example for the tabernacle or tent of meeting, right? But it's also for our lives. First and foremost, Jesus followed it, right? Again, didn't do his own thing, didn't speak of his own, even speak of his own initiative or do his own initiative. Everything he did was to glorify the Father. How much more so does it apply to us that are joint heirs or desire to be, right? Yes. And I say desire to be because we believe on the Lord and in Jesus and on the name of Jesus, who he is, right? Which makes us joint heirs with Christ. But then there's also the carrying that out. That's our walk yes. of faith, right? Yes. Okay. It's it's more than just a prayer. That's a great introduction and it's a great beginning of a relationship. And we need to move beyond that where people see every area and aspect of our life changed or I should say conformed to the image of Christ. And by see you mean more so witness. Exactly. We should be demonstrating Christ in and through us. Mm-hmm. We, we're not doing anything for the sake of pleasing man's eyes Amen. and yes. their perspective or perception, but they should be witnesses to the change that God has and is doing on the inside of us. But in the case that they don't tell the truth, where our focus is still on the well done, thou good and faithful servant, that only comes from our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Um, promise, I liked, I liked that you said that. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me of the attitude that we can take as humans, um, sweetheart. Johnny, can you call it good enough for gov- government work? Which means, yeah, we can use it for this, we can use it for that. You know, so we'll, what? We'll it make it work. Matter. But yeah. yeah, so well, and on that statement, it used to mean that it was of high quality, that it was well done. However, it's for some time now become the yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, when you say it, it's two rubber bands and a paper clip and maybe some duct tape <laughs> throwing a stick of bubble gum for good measure. Exactly. It's not well done and it's 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 
yeah, so what? It's good enough. Close enough. It's a close enough mentality. But when, when it says, you know, you were reading promise at the altar was not meant for certain things. And the Lord was careful to um, specify, don't put this on there. Don't do this with it. It's for this and, and this activity and this mm-hmm. alone where we humans go, okay, well, this will we'll size it up and go, it looks like it can suit this purpose. Let's go for it. And you can take that perspective with your own life and go, well, I, you know, I have these talents. I'm, I'm, I'm a square. I'm a cubit or, you know, I'm a certain cubits high. I could actually be doing this instead of what God asked me to do. Right. Looks good. Yeah. Sounds good. Close enough. The Lord said, speak his word, but I'll Mm -hmm. just settle for speak. And who cares what comes out of my mouth? You understand what I'm saying? Well, there's the other aspect too of we, uh, human nature is to look for patterns and then just repeat them over and over and over again, right? In every area and aspect of our life. Right? Yes. Yes. But that's not how it works with the Lord says, this is for that, right? But why do we do that? Why do we set that up? Human nature routines, not divine nature routines and patterns. Because it's easier. We don't have to think about it. We can just go into auto drive, as it were, and And we're doing the same things. Sometimes we feel like we don't have to take the time to hear from God because it might take effort to hear what God has to say. I put my hand up. Mm. Well, we have to check ourselves. Perspective, and then when I said, "Ooh, the consequences are too high," Mm -hmm. let me go ask him. Right, but in that, the hearing for the Lord also requires that we walk in such a way where we can hear Him, where we are holy because He is holy. So it requires a whole another level of, I'll say, attention to detail or us to examine ourselves and judge ourselves to make sure we're walking right with the Lord, that we're in alignment with him so we can clearly hear what he's saying and doing Amen. and wants us to do. Amen to that. Go ahead, promise. It then Lord showing me that again with the stone tablets that they're solid. Mm-hmm. And so that if once you engrave something inside of stone, it's, you can't change it. And if you do change it, you can always tell tell sorry mm-hmm. and so the lord's told me that that's how we should be made we should the lord should be able to do things in our life and should stay there instead of you know how you try to draw something inside of liquid and mud it's still gonna collapse on itself mm-hmm. that was it we should be solid with him okay amen amen anybody else have something oh Okay, I do. All right. All right, Charles. Um, Let's hear it, sir. The first thing I wanted to point out, it's verse 32, and it reminded me of how you and Mr. Dean were talking about in the last devotional then, and with the Lord. You said, so chapter, Exodus 30, verse 32? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure we're, we're clear for the listeners. Yes. All right, sir. Go ahead. And how, as you and Mr. Dean were talking, I was immediately reminded of how off devotional Lord, um, not the Lord, Mr. Dean had said, we won't live in the flesh more so we carry the flesh around us. And the Lord was pointing out in the exact wording is not for man's flesh. The key word in there was flesh. Normally he says man. Man is just general, mm-hmm. everything including a man. But he specified it's man's flesh. So as mommy was saying, it's taking it in a fleshly, pers- fleshly perspective of saying, oh man, I like this so much and I'm going to do it. Or even 
not always is it trying to be irreverent, but sometimes it's just we become excited. And remind me of how there's certain things that I like and I say, okay, I'm going to, like an example is like uh, blue cheese dressing. I say, I'm going to eat on that. I'm going to eat on this. I'm going to eat on a sandwich. I'm going to eat it on lettuce. I'm going to eat on everything. Right. And how. Don't bathe in blue cheese dressing, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't try that one. Well, you might want to drink it, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And how the same is true with us. It's not always are we taking it out of perspective, but it's also saying to be mindful and in tune with the holy spirit not becoming so um i'd say caught up in the first thing that lord tells us that we cannot change in okay lord i'm listening to what you're saying okay holy spirit you want me to go this way i'm not going to continue going left if you so if he told me to go left i'm not going to continue after he tells me okay go straight now i'm not going to continue running left saying no lord you told me left that doesn't work the same is true here it, we have to be fully in tune with the Holy Spirit in each and every perspective. Well, huh? can we okay. can we go deeper on that? Yes. So there's a, a thing that's, that is key here. As we were talking in the previous episode, and as you just pointed out, it is not for man's flesh, right? Yes. But when we the high priest right? And his sons, in this case, Aaron and his sons, put on the priestly garments, which the Lord said were holy, which were dedicated for service to him, right? Yes. What is, what is encaptured in those garments? Christ in his fullness, right? Yes. Who he is, right? He is the high priest, the great high priest. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. Excuse me. He is our savior and he is the son of God. So uh, that is who he is and his nature and character. When we put that on, that is what was getting sprinkled and getting the oil poured on it. Because, well, in this case, Aaron, right? Yes. And his sons, or the priesthood, put on Christ, they couldn't help but get the anointing and the oil poured on them. It was sprinkled on them, right? It was put on the on the turban, and it ran down. Yes. What the Lord is saying is you cannot have this, his nature, who he is, apart from him, right? You, you couldn't yes. not wear those these priestly garments and still put on the fullness of Christ. It's because we put on Christ, that it's his anointing and his nature and character and attributes and who he is that one is a covering for us, but two, that is how we exhibit. That is how we put on and, I'll say, distribute, disseminate the fragrant aroma of our Lord and Savior. Yes. Not without him. You can't not wear, put on the garments and I'm not just talking about physical garments. I mean, in a spiritual sense, we have yes. to put on him fully, his nature, his character, his attributes working in every area and aspect of our life so that his fragrant aroma permeates everything in us and everywhere we go and what we say and what we do. Yes. There's a distinguishable difference. And that's what the Lord is getting at. Hey, you can't, exhibit or and permeate this aroma without him 
You can't yes. be like him without him in our lives. Yes. Amen. Right, were you going to say something else with Charles? Mommy, you can go. Are you sure? If you have something else, go ahead. I don't mind. I can wait. Okay. And then what the Lord was also showing me here was that with it, I was originally trying to figure out why the Lord uh, 29 was the consecration of Aaron and his sons. And then now he's talking about the incense and the um, unholy anointing oil. And the Lord was showing me here was that also this references that consecration is not just a one-time thing. Mm. It is a continual. And not meaning that you go and defile self so you have to be consecrated again. But there's always something to be added to us. And Lord showing us, showing me more so, was that when we, when I come to the Lord, it's not just, okay, Lord, you spoke to me once and I'm holy now and I can go off and do whatever I want. That's not how it works. There's always, always things being added and saying, okay, I want you to, I'm giving you the anointing to go and do this. And it's how, Mommy, you say, once you prove yourself worthy, like in the kitchen, you can do dishes and stuff then you can start cooking actually you have to work yourself work your way up i call it up the food chain and saying okay i crossed this stage now we're going to this one same is true here we can't take all the i'd say all the anointing at once because we're unable to handle it especially if we're not fully in line with the holy spirit hmm there, there is an element of maturing that happens that allows us to become more um, trustworthy, but also more aware of the things of God, so we handle it appropriately. But yes. um, sometimes it's just it depends on our willingness to walk with God. It doesn't always have to be, you know, a, a long drawn out journey. It doesn't always have to be a far and distant thing. And so, say like in the case of David. He was anointed long before he sat on any throne. Um, yes, he got to be in the throne room and watch someone else sit on the throne um, relatively quickly after. But <laughs> he did. But he, I mean, he was very far from being the the manifestation of king that God had already declared beforehand, long beforehand that he was. So yes. the anointing is present to take us where God designed for us to be. Mm-hmm. And yes. as we move from season to season with the Lord, he will give us new anointings to help us in that arena. Right? Mm-hmm. So yes. Um, David also served the Lord as a priest in some regards, whereas others did not. Yes. But the king anointing was for doing the kingly activities. And it's important that we understand that. And as you're talking about being, um, letting ourselves be the clay in the master's hand is important. And us not going, no, Lord, you can't tell me anything else from here. Or no, Lord, you can't tell me I'm going to do that next. Or um, refuse to walk any further with the Lord. We take Mm -hmm. a staunch position and say, no, this is as far as we're going, Lord. Which would be the difference between um, Abraham's father and Abraham, Abraham's father was like, mm, I'm not going any further than this. Sorry, I'm going to make my camp here. But Abraham said, I'll keep going the rest of the journey with you, Lord, and I'll keep walking with you until you're satisfied, until I return to my abode, which is heaven, with you. I'm going to please yes. you in all that you asked me to do. Now, 
Promise and LeCharles, you guys sounded like you were talking about two very opposite points. The Lord ministered to you, promised to be like stone. And when he wrote whatever he wrote on you, that was it. And the Lord is telling you, LeCharles, to be pliable in his hands and able to walk with him and willing to go with him wherever he would take you, no matter mm-hmm. what your perspective was, what you thought was going to be the case or your, your expectation or your desire that you would put him above you. And yes. both of you, these things go together. Absolutely. Your, your call to walk with the Lord should be immovable. No one should Absolutely. be ever able to sway you to disobey God because you have taken the stance and the position for God I live and for God I will die if that's what needs to be done. I will never turn my back on him. I'm not going to do that because this is written on the tablet of my heart and it will not change. And LeCharles, you're talking about as you follow God and as you walk with him, allowing him to finish cultivating you, Mm -hmm. allowing him to bring you to the fullness of what he created you to do. Now your own, um, how often you mingle fleshly things in there with it, how many times you choose to circle the mountain instead of just obeying straight out, um, or, or to view your own from your own perspective instead of the Lord's perspective, right? Um, we yes. brought up David, and and David got to serve. As, he was king. He was anointed to be king. But there were also elements where there was. Um, he understood the priesthood so much so that he was teaching the priests, right? Yes. But even let's look at the anointing first and foremost. As you pointed out, honey, honey, there was the, he, he did serve in the throne room, as it were, right? Yes. He wasn't the one sitting in that seat, though. He watched someone else sit on he it. He watched someone else sit on it. But then he was also, he stood steadfast, even when he was so far removed from the throne room that he was literally on the run for his life. He stood steadfast and immovable in what the Lord said and had anointed him to do. Mm-hmm. But he also trusted the Lord to work those things out of him, right? Yes. That were not kingly behavior. He had to submit to that process. It wasn't about situations and circumstances. And you see that throughout the Psalms. He can acknowledge those things. But there was also the Lord examine me, try me, right? And see if there's anything in my heart that doesn't reflect you. That's paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But because there's so many Psalms where that's what he's doing and encouraging himself and building himself up in his faith on the words of the Lord and what the Lord has done in the past, not off of situations and circumstances, emotions, and what he is going through now. And we need to be the same way. Amen. Layla, did you have something, sweetheart? Just very quickly, um, when you tied it together about what LaCharles and Promise were talking about, um, being steadfast and immovable in their walk and being pliable and open to hearing what the Lord had to say just reminded me of a few select places in scripture. Um, One we just read today, don't offer strange incense on it. Paul says, don't go after strange flesh. And Jesus said, my my sheep know my voice and another's they will not follow. Mm -hmm. And so you see the safeguarding net right there. And um, it was added peace to me um to know that okay here's where i am on the on the destiny line and here's where i'm going and as long as i'm following the lord and doing what he asked me to do i don't have to worry about being drawn away or that i would fail as in go off to strange flesh and you know 
follow mm. follow the Lord as long as my eyes are on him straight shot to the to the finish line and that applies to each and every one of us we all have that that race to run yeah i said that right that Our race to run race uh-huh. yes and there is an end point and a destination and so what the lord told me was don't quit mm-hmm. don't, so the, don't give up uh-huh. amen and make sure that your focus is the end point is not accomplishing in particular a natural goal but getting a well done from your heavenly father. Yes. That has to be the goal because (laughs) if the Lord says, okay, um, we are the body of Christ and we have to be aware of that. So say one of, one of the cells in the body of Christ refuses to do what God says, refuses to move forward. He might say to you, I know I can trust you, Layla. I need to send you on this journey over here because he's working an entire plan. Remember, and yes. your destiny is a part of that plan, not the center focus. <laughs> yes. We got to, humans, we love to be on our own mind. And <laughs> so you have to address that. And the flesh will try to go, I'm doing your will, Lord. And it's about Shut me. Shut up, give right. me any other instructions. So understanding he's working his plan. And as you being a part of his plan, now that you are trustworthy, and he knows he can have confidence that if he speaks to you, you're going to do it. And he says, I need you to go take care of this because someone dropped out. But this role has to be fulfilled. Come on over here and walk with me. Are you willing to do it? If, you're, if your focus is on um, arriving at, okay, now I'm in my ministry. Now I'm doing this particular thing or I'm at this particular place because God showed it to me. You'll lose sight of the one who gave you the destiny and now start worshiping the destiny itself. You got to stay focused on the one who gave you the destiny because he is the one who's going to say, I know you enter in. Or I never knew you. And they'll say, Lord, wait, I did all these things in your name. I cast out devils. I did miracles. And he will still say, depart from me. I never knew you because their eyes was no longer, their eyes were no longer focused on the one who gave them the destiny. And it now transitioned to something else. So to even the work of the ministry that they were called to do, right? Whatever and that operating is. in it without the Lord, Pardon me without his leading and guiding. Mm-hmm. Through the Holy Spirit, right? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. That, is that not human nature? Mm-hmm. I think Dean had something. Oh, you yeah, almost out of time? See no, 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 no. We, we, okay. Okay. we got okay. time. Yeah, well, just, it, it, I think this is a thread that's woven into almost everything that's been shared in this episode. Well, please share, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we see the altar that has very specific purpose. It's mm-hmm. for burning of incense. And Absolutely. Then, and then God goes further because he knows how man is, mm-hmm. um, to say, don't use it for this. For sacrifices and... Right, mm-hmm. right. For, for mm-hmm. things. And, and so, Noble again, causes. I can say from the, from, mm-hmm. as, as the, somebody that understands how things are built, um, mm-hmm. I can certainly understand just from a practical sense as to some of the reasons why he said not to do it, because the design will not sustain the function and you'll, des- you'll destroy the altar. Of incense, yeah. so it would mm-hmm. no longer be useful for the purpose that it was intended. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting. Um, if I was to buy a car, mm-hmm. and I was to read the owner's manual, and it said, "Do not use this car as a boat." <laughs> um, this car is not intended to be submerged in water, mm-hmm. nor to float on water. Mm-hmm. Would I be mad at the manufacturer for? Giving me that instruction in the book. Well, well you no, shouldn't you'd be, be thankful. <laughs> you shouldn't be, but and and if I use it as a boat mm-hmm. or to be fault. submerged in water, what's going to happen to it? It's going to sink. sink. 
it's going to be ruined absolutely for its original purpose oh and a whole host of other things and, and it will no longer be useful mm-hmm. for its original purpose we mm-hmm. we have in many cultures today um, voices that are saying I get to decide what I am mm. and for what purpose I am to be used mm. that is not consistent with God's word Amen. certainly not consistent with the way I interpret it I just encourage anyone who thinks that they have a purpose that doesn't line up with God's words to dig into God's word and to dig into uh, a quiet time with God and and Open your heart fully to hear what he has to say, what you were designed for, what he intended you for, because he did intend you for a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And to not, um, well, to change the attitude of your heart. I know with myself, um, I have to change the attitude of my heart. It's not what I don't get to do that I need to focus on. It's what I do get to do. I do get to know that God has designed everything for a specific purpose, including myself. And Amen. instead of seeing it as a limitation, I actually see it as my freedom. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's my freedom to be fully expressed as God has fully designed me. And that's where I'll find my satisfaction. That's where I'll find my fulfillment. That's where I'll find my joy. That's where mm-hmm. I'll find my peace. I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. If I'm not experiencing those things, I'm probably not allowing myself to be used or willfully using myself against that which I was designed to do. Mm -hmm. God didn't design the altar of incense so that we would see its limitations. He designed it for a specific purpose that we may enjoy fellowship with him. As you've pointed out, John, this is just a representation, Mm -hmm. all the things that we've been talking about in the temple and the uh, articles within the temple and all those are pointing us to Christ Amen. so that we can experience our fullness mm-hmm. in him. We're not mm-hmm. limited in anything. We are full in all things through Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to add to that because what you were saying, there's a difference. And, and the difference is this. Outside of the tabernacle was where there were sacrifices the Lord specifically says it's not for these types of offerings or sacrifices, right? So there's a progression. When we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, it then shifts. We don't need to to sacrifice ourselves every day, right? He says, I prefer, Thank the Lord. <laughs> or, yeah. I, I desire obedience rather than sacrifice. So there comes a point and a, a progression, if you will, from... Yes, we we remain on our cross, as it were, or we remain a living sacrifice. But by the time we get here to this place where the altar of incense is located, so we walked in from the court. We have walked in through. now into the holy holy place, right before right? the Not, holy of holies. Right, right before the holy of mm-hmm. holies, we are living out our lives in obedience to Him. Right? It's not about continually sacrificing. So, as you see that even in Christ, right? He did away with sacrifices. There came a point where even animal sacrifice, they were done away with. And yes, a lot of that has to do with 
the temple being destroyed. What they thought in the natural exactly what, what the natural they thought towards this. From a human this. perspective, this was the reason. But no, the reason was Jesus had already shed his blood had, once he entered into the holy holy holies of holies. The 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 Father said, "We're done with he, that." He had already done it. He yes. completed it. So now it's just a requirement of hey, be obedient because you love me. Be obedient. Walk in my ways. Align yourself with my will, my plan, my covenant, my purpose for your life. Seek me on it. It provides the same. There's the horns even for this. It's the same thing. It's just a, a different approach. And the different approach is because we were in opposition and rebellion. And now we should be, because we love the Lord, obedient to him and his leading through the Holy Spirit. Enjoying that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, enjoying and, and because he is a loving father that we can trust. Amen. When we are young, we don't understand the decisions our parents make for us. We see them as prohibitive, as limiting, as unfair. But we aren't yet mature to understand what our parents are bringing to us. Mm-hmm. And so when they demonstrate their love for us through many other ways we learn to trust them even we don't understand and that's Mm -hmm. what we have to do with our heavenly father amen and he is without flaw (laughs) but that comes from a a choice and that choice is to be willing so i would just ask everyone examine yourself are you willing to allow the lord to have say in every area and aspect of your life is every area in your an aspect of your life fully submitted to him? And if it's not, I encourage you to make that choice, to be willing to give him say, to align with his will and his plan and purpose and the covenant he's made. Allow him to be your God and you to be his people. So let's pause there for today. There's a lot. And... um with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just, first of all, Lord, we just thank you for your anointing, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for your anointed one, Lord, that he came down and anointed us, Lord, so that way we can walk in his power, Lord, and that we can go in his name, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your love and your grace and kindness to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and
Abraço.